On this evening, I was sitting at a table outside of the Lila, watching the light change on the trees and the buildings and the passage of the great slow horses of the outer boulevards. The door of the café opened behind me and to my right, and a man came out and walked to my table. Oh, here you are, he said. It was Ford Maddox Ford, as he called himself then, and he was breathing heavily through a heavy, stained mustache and holding himself as upright as an ambulatory, well-clothed, up-ended hogshead. May I sit with you? he asked, sitting down, and his eyes, which were a washed-out blue under colorless lids and eyebrows, looked out at the boulevard. I spent good years of my life that those beasts should be slaughtered humanely, he said. You told me, I said. I don't think so. I'm quite sure. Very odd. I've never told anyone in my life. Will you have a drink? The waiter stood there, and Ford told him he would have a Chambéry cassis. The waiter, who was tall and thin and bald on the top of his head, with hair slicked over and who wore a heavy old-style dragoon mustache, repeated the order. No, make it a finalot, Ford said. A finalot for monsieur, the waiter confirmed the order. I had always avoided looking at Ford when I could, and I always held my breath when I was near him in a closed room. But this was the open air, and the fallen leaves blew along the sidewalks from my side of the table past his. So I took a good look at him, repented, and looked across the boulevard. The light was changed again, and I had missed the change. I took a drink to see if his coming had fouled it, but it still tasted good. You're very glum, he said. No. Yes, you are. You need to get out more. I stopped by to ask you to the little evenings we're giving in that amusing bal musette near the Place Contrescarpe on the Rue Cardinal Moin. I lived above it for two years before you came to Paris this last time. How odd. Are you sure? Yes, I said. I'm sure. The man who owned it had a taxi, and when I had to get a plane, he'd take me out to the field, and we'd stop at the zinc bar of the Baal and drink a glass of white wine in the dark before we'd start for the airfield. I've never cared for flying, Ford said. You and your wife plan to come to the Baal Musette Saturday night. It's quite gay. I'll draw you a map so you can find it. I stumbled on it quite by chance. It's under 74 Rue Cardinal Lemoine, I said. I lived on the third floor. There's no number, Ford said, but you'll be able to find it if you can find the Place Contrescarpe. I took another long drink. The waiter had brought Ford's drink, and Ford was correcting him. It wasn't a brandy and soda, he said, helpfully but severely. I ordered a chambray vermouth and cassis. It's all right, Jean, I said. I'll take the fiend. Bring monsieur what he orders now. What I ordered, corrected Ford. At that moment, a rather gaunt man wearing a cape passed on the sidewalk. He was with a tall woman, and he glanced at our table and then away, 
and went on his way down the boulevard. Did you see me cut him? Ford said. Did you see me cut him? No. Who did you cut? Belloc, Ford said. Did I cut him? I didn't see it, I said. Why did you cut him? For every good reason in the world, Ford said. Did I cut him, though? He was thoroughly and completely happy. I had never seen Belloc, and I did not believe he had seen us. He looked like a man who had been thinking of something and had glanced at the table almost automatically. I felt badly that Ford had been rude to him, as, being a young man who was commencing his education, I had a high regard for him as an older writer. This is not understandable now, but in those days it was a common occurrence.